I dibbled and dabbled in it once I started the PhD program because I just didn't have enough time. So it wasn't until um, I got to the dissertation phase when I was ADD that I really found myself getting on my yoga mat even more. And then the pandemic came through. And in 2020, I had the opportunity to go through a yoga teacher training class and I just dived in deep. Hi, everyone. Thanks for checking into the Grad Girl Wellness Podcast, a space designed to inspire and highlight the stories of women of color in graduate school who are prioritizing their overall health and wellness while pursuing higher education. My name is Angela, and I'm your host. Let's get started. So, hey, Jennifer, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well. It's Friday. You know, it's finally fall. So, you know, I'm excited about sweater sweater weather. Yes, nice. Well, I'm in Houston, so it's fall-ish for us. <laughs> Got you. The, the leaves are changing in Philly, so nice to be down. Awesome. So thank you for being here. I know the semester is underway. Things are getting crazy for a lot of people, um, but I'm excited to talk to you about your experience as a postdoc, as well as being a yoga instructor and your work with uh, pages and poses. So let's jump right in. Um, so I've had a chance to speak with you beforehand, but some folks might not be familiar with you. So I was wondering if you could just give us a brief introduction about who you are, um, what you studied and uh, when you graduated. Okay. So I go by Jennifer, but that fancy name of mine now is Dr. Jennifer Wyatt Bouchois. And um, I finished my PhD in administration of justice last year, 2021, from Texas Southern University. Um, prior to that, um, I also have a Bachelor of Science degree in forensic science from Baylor University, and I have a criminal justice um, degree, uh, Master's of Science in Criminal Justice from Sam Houston State University. So for the most part, I was a traditional student straight from high school. I went to Baylor for four years, and then I went to um, Sam Houston for my master's for another two years. And then I took a break. For 10 years, I worked in criminal justice. I've had various careers in criminal justice. And I wanted to get practitioner experience in my field of criminal justice and forensic science. In the back of my mind, I always knew that I wanted to um, pursue either a law degree or a PhD. And I went back and forth, back and forth for years. And then just the timing got right. And then I decided um, to pursue my PhD in 2017 and graduated last year in 2021. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Awesome. I love hearing people's trajectory. Like it doesn't have to be straight through. Some people take breaks, 10 years, five years. It's kind of like whatever works for you and how the timing uh, pans out. So thank you for, for sharing that. Mm -hmm. So one question that I ask everyone on this show is what was their relationship like to wellness and self-care as a graduate student? As a graduate student, the first word that came to mind when I think of wellness as a graduate student was inconsistent. It, it was not consistent. Starting that, starting a PhD program, I don't know what I was expecting, but I don't know. I'm, I'm a very optimistic, cheery, 
kind of charismatic kind of person. And I was just super excited to start the PhD journey. And then when I got into it, I was like, wait, what is happening? What's happening? My, my schedule was just overflowed with reading, writing, research, and trying to fit in self-care and wellness. It just, most of the time, for the first couple years of being in the program, I just could not get it on my calendar consistently. And that was really a kind of a, a bummer for me because prior to starting the PhD program, I was always doing something, running, cycling, yoga. I had a very, very consistent fitness journey, wellness um, journey. And then I started the program and nothing mattered except school. So it was very inconsistent the first few years. Mm -hmm. I can definitely identify with that. I just remember like my first and maybe even my second year of my PhD program, like I only had time to read and study, right? Like that was absolutely like it. All you can focus on is, did I even eat today? Did right? I drink water today? So trying to fit in working out. And then also when you're not reading, writing or researching, you feel guilty. Mm -hmm. So when I did find a little bit of time to work out or watch a movie or watch TV or do something that wasn't related to my PhD program, I felt guilty. I felt like, oh, wait, you shouldn't be having fun. You should be reading. You should be writing. So that came back to just being inconsistent with my wellness Mm -hmm. I, I've heard that from a lot of folks, like people feeling guilty about doing things that that serve them. But I think academia can oftentimes have a hold on us that way, unfortunately, um, exactly. which is sad. But that's what Grad Girl Wellness is here for. Um, yeah. But now that you are a postdoctoral fellow, I'm curious what your wellness you know, experience looks like and how that transition as your PhD, as a PhD student later in that experience, and then now as a postdoc. It started to make a turn where I realized that I needed self-care and wellness. Like that, that's what was going to get me through. Um, I'm considered a PhD pandemic person because I finished my program in the midst of the pandemic. And it was during the dissertation, like at when I, right when I got to ABD, all but dissertation, that's when I, I really realized that I was exhausted. Hmm. It was also during the time that I started to kind of realize maybe I'm getting burnt out and I just had to find a way to push through. And I realized the only way I was going to get through was making my wellness and my self-care, just a very critical part. And I heard people mention um, about the PhD journey and how it's about endurance. I've even used that analogy before as well about a PhD journey to me was very similar to when I trained for a half marathon. And a half marathon, 13.1 miles, it is not about the sprint. It's about the pace that you maintain and the endurance. And that really came to revelation when I got to the dissertation point because I needed endurance. I needed wellness and I needed my self-care to get me through. So during that time, it, it was a struggle. But once I made wellness my main focus, mm 
Um, it gave me the endurance and the strength that I need to finish. And now as a postdoc, life is great. You know, in the words of Drake and Future, life is great. You know, I mean, it took a moment also going through the postdoc phases, but now um, as a postdoc, my wellness and self-care is my priority. And yeah, life is great. I'm happy to hear you say that. I know y'all can't see the video, but Jennifer is smiling. <laughs> so there is a light at the end of the tunnel. All of my my doctoral students, all of my graduates, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I know it's dim. It's very, very dim. However, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It really, truly is. Mm -hmm. And I can like second that I'm, I guess, like three months into my postdoc and I just have so much more time. Like, I feel like I can yes. breathe finally. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. that's been, been phenomenal. So I'm just curious, what prompted you to do a postdoc? Well, I'm in a little bit of different situation because prior to starting my doctoral program, I already was a professor. So I'm a professor at a community college in a suburb um, outside of Houston. So I've already been teaching for several years and it's a non-tenure track position. However, the way my school works is that we still have to go through the same um, kind of process of going through being an assistant professor, associate professor, and then a professor. So I was in the situation where I was very fortunate where I already have a a teaching job. So the postdoc is just an extenuation of me still having um, a place, still at Texas Southern University, the Center for Justice Research, to still conduct my research as a postdoc and to hone in some additional skills that I like to um, focus on or different areas of research that I just really want to dive deeper into. So the postdoc experience um, it can it can really be whatever you want it to be. So I'm just fortunate to have a postdoc experience where I can just continue to do the research that I've already been doing the last five years. Awesome. Awesome. I love to hear that. Um, so thinking about, I know we haven't touched on this yet, but thinking about your PhD experience now as a postdoc and things are like opening up and you can breathe now. Um, I know that you are a very active person. And one of those things that um, is a part of your wellness practice is yoga. So I'm curious how you began your yoga practice and how that um, got you to where you are now as an instructor. Okay. So in 2014, um, I started my fitness journey. It was actually on June 1st, 2014, um, I started a fitness journey. Um, I remember um, a friend called me up. She was concerned about my health. Um, she was concerned. Just I, she, I, I seemed like I wasn't myself anymore. And I wasn't doing a lot of things that I enjoyed to do. And she was like, hey, meet me at the gym. And I was like, the gym? Literally, I had Oreos in my hand. I was grubbing on some junk food. And I was like, the gym? So I met her at the gym. And I'm the type of person when I do something, I go from zero to a thousand. Okay. So when I started my fitness journey, it wasn't just about, oh, I'm going to go to the gym one or two days a week and get on the treadmill. I was like, I want to run a 5K. And then I was like, I want to run a 10K. And then I was like, I want to run a half marathon. 
And somebody had mentioned to me, well, in the midst of training for a half marathon, that I should consider taking a yoga class. At the time, 2014, I didn't know a lot about yoga. Um, what I did know about yoga, I didn't think it would fit with what I wanted to do. I had never seen a black yoga teacher. I had never taken a yoga class. I had no idea what to expect. I just thought it was just skinny people stretching. And lo and behold, I, I took a yoga class, a studio that I went to. It was a very good experience. Minus the, the deep stretching, what really stood out to me was just I felt a sense of calmness, a sense of just feeling relaxed. And I kept going back. And then I started to learn more about yoga. So that journey that started in 2014, I just started to dive deeper into yoga, take different yoga classes, take different workshops. And it became um, a pretty consistent practice for several years. But I dibbled and dabbled in it once I started the PhD program because I just didn't have enough time. So it wasn't until um, I got to the dissertation phase when I was ADD that I really found myself getting on my yoga mat even more. And then the pandemic came through. And in 2020, I had the opportunity to go through a yoga teacher training class and I just dived in deep. And I had no desire or urge to even teach yoga when I went through yoga teacher training. My sole reason was because there was just so much going on in the world with the murder of George Floyd, the pandemic was going on. And I just wanted to dive deeper into my yoga practice to learn more about yoga and just see where it would take me. And it took me to becoming a yoga teacher and teaching yoga in my community. And it's become a big part of just my everyday wellness and self-care routine. Mm -hmm. I think, so this idea that, or the fact that you started when you were ABD is really interesting. Um, there's another episode with someone named Autumn, Autumn Griffin, Dr. Autumn Griffin at this point. And she also um, started doing teacher training when she was ABD. Nice. Um, timing in terms of- Yeah, timing worked out because yoga teacher trainings, it, it, it's, it's a nice little price to go through a training as well as it takes a lot of time. And during the pandemic, a lot of um, yoga trainings went online or they became hybrids. So I had the capacity and I had the time when I probably should have been writing, uh, writing my dissertation. I had a little bit more time to do things that I enjoyed doing. So during the pandemic, not only getting back to my mat, but I started planting flowers, I started you know, walking again or, and running more. I got a Peloton bike. So it was during the pandemic that I was able to make self-care more of a priority. So how, if at all, do you think that like this, your wellness journey impacted your academic studies? Because it seems like a very, you know, they're kind of like. Yeah, it's almost like it's parallel. Mm -hmm. Well, when I finished the yoga teacher training, I had an opportunity to start teaching yoga at a studio. Um, um, nearby my house. So I started doing that a couple of times a week. And what, what it initially did was on the days I had to teach yoga, it became my hard stop. So I would start off, you know, wake up, drink my coffee or tea. I would do my writing, do some research, clean some data, 
So I was working on my dissertation throughout the day. But if I knew I had to teach a six o'clock yoga class, it was like a hard stop for me at four o'clock where I had to pause, get my mind right, do my yoga practice so that I could be mentally ready to teach yoga to individuals at six or seven o'clock. So it all started to intertwine my wellness journey, my yoga practice, teaching yoga with my academic studies because it forced me to put time on my calendar where I had to stop what I was doing, make sure I got all my work done for the day with my dissertation and then had time to pour into myself. Because I quickly realized I can't pour into others if I'm empty. So it just all just kind of worked out that way. And it became a big part of my academic studies. I, I think that's really helpful to hear because I know like for myself and from other people I've spoken to, like structure, especially when you're ABD is like really hard because it's like, well, what do I do? Like, I don't have classes anymore. I don't have anywhere to be. And so if you're factoring in something that like serves you well and that you enjoy, you're probably more likely to block it out anyway. Exactly. I was taking 6 a.m. yoga classes. I mean, I was getting up early, taking a 6 a.m. class, and then I would go to a coffee shop and I would work on my dissertation for hours. And then I would go teach a yoga class. So yeah, definitely doing something that you're passionate about. It definitely gives you a little bit more drive to make that self-care a part of your routine. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So um, thinking about structure and how we can factor it into the busy lives of students, um, Jennifer and I are actually collaborating on an event called the Wellness Reset, um, which is going to happen on Saturday, October 8th um, at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm like so grateful to Jennifer for approaching me about, you know, collaborating and then, you know, just being a part of the entire creation process. And so Jennifer, I'm curious if you could just tell us about what you'll be doing um, and what you're excited about for the Wellness Reset. Yes, I'm super excited. So I will be providing about a 30 minute yoga session. It's an all levels yoga session. And people will get to see a different side of me. So I always tell people, you know, yes, by profession, I am Dr. Jennifer Bourgeois, but also I'm a yoga teacher that goes by Jen with two N's. And my yoga company is called Pages and Poses. And Pages and Poses combines pretty much two of my greatest loves, which is yoga and books and reading. So what I'll be doing on Saturday for um, for the reset event It's just providing a little bit of yoga, exposing everybody to, you know, what yoga is, um, breathing exercises, some stretches. Um, So I'm super excited about that. I I can't wait. And I get to participate on the panel with some other amazing individuals, just talking a little bit more detail about what it's like the graduate um, student kind of journey is and what it's like to be a postdoc. Awesome. I'm super excited for that. And I think also like for, you know, it's midterm times and for folks who like, you know, can only dibble and dabble in their wellness, like this is a perfect opportunity, right? Okay. Just click in for two hours. It's a free event. Um, and even if you can't make it, there will be a replay. So this is an opportunity for grad students to come through, um, learn about what it's like to reset in different uh, parts of your academic journey. We'll have a grad student on the panel, postdoc on the panel, as well as an associate professor. So definitely um, come through. 
The last thing that I wanted to ask you about, and you actually brought this up yourself, was pages and poses. And you said it was the kind of the combination of your two loves, which was uh, Mm -hmm. like academic, the books and the studying, as well as um, yoga and wellness. Could you tell us a little bit more? Yeah. So it initially started as um, I started teaching yoga in the park during the pandemic um, as a way to raise funds. Um, because I was interested in bringing yoga into the incarcerated population in Houston. And that's just been a passion of mine because my research, it looks at individuals that are impacted by the criminal justice system, specifically mothers and their children. So I wanted to, and and the definition of yoga is um, to unite or join. And I truly believe that yoga should be accessible to everybody um, or not just yoga, but wellness. Wellness and self-care shouldn't be a privilege. And I wanted to make yoga accessible to individuals that would likely never see a studio. So Pages and Poses kind of serves that purpose where I do a lot of different things in the community, teaching um, yoga classes, community events and stuff like that. And a portion of, um, of my proceeds goes towards buying yoga supplies, such as yoga mats and blocks. So that when I go into um, incarcerated facilities or um, correctional facilities, I can bring yoga mats and I can bring blocks and I can just share um, what a wellness journey looks like, what self-care looks like to those particular individuals. So super excited. Um, Pages and Poses is not a brick and mortar. People ask me all that all the time. I do not have a yoga studio. I consider it a virtual pop-up yoga studio. So even individuals that are interested in taking a virtual class with me, they can. So yeah, so that's pages and poses. Awesome. I love hearing about how like our how your research and your academic interests can like translate into the broader community Absolutely. and do good for others. Yes. Definitely a great example. Something I strive to do. I'm still figuring out how I can make a broader impact, but I think this is a great and example. You gotta trust the process. I tell people that all the time. If you would have asked me five years ago what I would be doing once I finished my PhD, never would I think that I would have found a way to combine all the different things that I enjoy researching about into, you know, one thing. I never thought that. So my research looks at that intersection of social justice, criminal justice reform, and yoga. And I never would have thought several years ago I would, you know, get a chance to do what I enjoy, which is, you know, focus on yoga, but also how does that relate back to criminal justice reform? So sometimes you just have to trust the process and see where your journey takes you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I love to hear it. That's like useful advice for me as well. Nice. Okay, so at this point, um, we're gonna transition into the lightning round, and Uh-oh. this is, <laughs> and this is the portion where you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. You don't have to elaborate. Don't think about it too too hard. Just say the first thing, um, that pops in your head. And so, the first question is, what are three words to describe wellness in graduate school? Inconsistent fun, and powerful. Mm, I like that. Okay, thank you. Uh, The second question, what are two invaluable resources that have helped you in your wellness journey? My yoga mat and accountability partners. Mm -hmm. 
Very important. And lastly, what is one piece of advice that you would give to listeners? And I would ask you to maybe direct this towards current graduate students who are kind of in that phase of inconsistency and, and trying to find the balance between like academic study and wellness. Best advice I would give is give yourself grace. You're doing, you're doing a great job and give yourself grace and take care of yourself. In the grand scheme of things, the, the time that you're spending on your graduate degree is a, is a small moment in life. So just make sure you're really taking care of yourself. If you need to take breaks, that is okay. Um, rest and yeah just just make sure you put your 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 well-being first that's really important so jennifer if folks wanted to follow you your research your wellness work pages and poses where both of those things come together where can they find you okay well you can find me on instagram jen with the number two n s underscore yogi or also www.pagesandposes.com. Awesome. And if you want to see Jennifer in action, definitely come out to the Wellness Reset again on Saturday, October 8th. Looking forward to it. Thank you. I had a great time. That's all I have for you on this episode. I hope that you heard something that inspires you along your wellness journey. And if so, share it with a friend. Until next time, take care.